Welcome to Unwritten Imaginings, where lazy authors talk about story ideas that they'll never get around to writing. New episodes every Sunday. Let us know if you use one of our ideas and we'll give your story a shout out in a subsequent episode. Listen to the end of the episode to hear exclusive details about our upcoming projects. You know, in your case, you're kind of joking, but I definitely could do that myself. Well, I have projects, right? I mean, not really. Do you have an upcoming project? I have things that would be news to people who are interested in my writing. Ah, <laughs> is it an upcoming project or is it an ongoing project? I don't know. D- depends what you define as a project and what you define as upcoming. <laughs> we can talk about it at the end of the episode. <laughs> you know, fair enough. Hi, I'm Athea, author of Rune and Metagame and uh, all-around strange person who does a lot of things and most of them not all that well. Hi, I'm Eunice. I'm the author of Fantasia and Eternosaurs. And I guess I'm the opposite of that. I don't know. I do, I do my things very well. <laughs> I do a lot of things at like a decent level and then that's about it. I do a few things unnaturally well and then spend the rest of my life doing things like tripping over my own feet every thousand steps or so because I can't walk. That really <laughs> seems like far too often. Okay. I mean, I haven't actually used like a pedometer to be like, oh, it's actually been this. I should get a pedometer just so I can reset it every time I trip over my feet so I can give an accurate number. <laughs> I see. I see. <laughs> That would be, you know, it would be an interesting project to get that count, but it would be a little bit of a strange one. Well, I mean, that's life, you know? Strange, but interesting. That's what you should do. (laughs) Honestly, fair enough. Um, So, this week, I have a bit of a uh, different one. Mm -hmm. In that, this one's sort of based off of a combination of, like, VR meets Xianxia. Okay. So, essentially what it is, is everybody on this world, or whatever we're calling it, has the ability to essentially go into a simulation, leaving their bodies behind for a while. That's a sort of shared simulation where if you die there, you don't die in real life. But you can, like, learn powers and everything you do there gets transferred over to your real body. Meanwhile, your real body is left sort of helpless in the real world. Okay. So, it's like cultivation, but in the virtual world. Yes. Okay. It's like cultivation, but, like, in a shared world where uh, consequences are... Massively lowered for people. (laughs) Okay. Is there, like, time dilation? No. Okay, but you just get to do things that are, like, way more risky without Well, if you die, it doesn't really matter, you know? If you die in the alternate world. You just wake up in your body? Yes. Okay, cool. Are we talking, like, full-on 
Asian novel cultivation for like thousands of years of meditation and eating elixirs and magic pills. <laughs> Honestly, I would go that way. Uh, just for the, it's kind of ridiculous and very funny. Okay. <laughs> um, but like, I would only go that way in the the standard world. In the other world, people are like suicidally overconfident at every turn. <laughs> Yeah. Because it doesn't matter. Okay. Like, what other ways do they get stronger that's not the classic cultivating for thousands of years? Well, I mean, in a sense, it's... In a sense, cultivation in this idea becomes that it's not that you were, like, drawing in power or, you know, the usual answers here. It's that you were actually, like, training and stuff and that got passed back to your real body even though you didn't like perform it in your real body okay so instead of doing like passive chi gathering or or whatevs uh it's just no i just spent like you know a hundred years in the other world punching mountains and beating up bears in suicidal combat with an enormous horde of beasts, yes. Uh, okay. I did die several times, but that's fine, because I woke up back in my normal body and then just sent myself back over again, and then I had to make my way over there. But it was doable. What does kill you also makes you stronger. Exactly! Uh, <laughs> okay. If you uh, kill me, I will only come back more <laughs> powerful. So, I don't know, like, if the other world is, like, you can just live in it, like, normal, except without... Well, I the... mean, if you if your normal body doesn't eat, you're gonna run into problems. Okay, do you have to die to come back? Or you can just... No. You can choose to pull yourself out, although that I would make that take some time. Okay. Or you can die. So, I mean, wouldn't... You know, if you're, like, battling for power or whatevs, is there a reason you would want to do that in the real can-die world versus just staying in the dream world for most of your time and only popping out to feed yourself? Um, I mean, if you want to generate power, doing so in the real world is a good way to do that. Plus, if you find and eliminate somebody's body within the real world while they're off... <laughs> in the alternate world, uh, sucks for them. Okay, yeah. So it's kind of like finding the balance of when you're in the real world versus when you're in the alternate. Okay. Because I was thinking that you sort of play into the tropes of the genre where you have the, like, arrogant masters all around, the absolute ludicrous social structure of um, people will walk themselves off for, like, nine months, and you're just gonna have to deal with that. Yeah. Stuff like that. Okay. So. <laughs> uh... But just, you know, with an actual reason for it, instead of just, like, that's how long it takes, deal with it. Okay. So people are locking themselves off, but you got this, like, comatose body to take care of in the interim. Exactly. <laughs> okay. So, what's the story about? <laughs> I mean, we gotta choose somebody who's, uh... Maybe they're 
their quote-unquote spawn point within the other world is just terrible. Oh, that seems unfair. Yeah, <laughs> it is. <laughs> they always get the same spawn point? That seems mean. I would say that you always get the same spawn point, but like it only matters when you die, you know? Or is it like... Because otherwise I... you just go back to where your body was when you logged out, quote-unquote. Or is it like, oh, what if if you get out by dying, you respawn where you died, and this guy's like been stuck in the same spot for like the last thousand years? <laughs> <laughs> that sounds like we've already found somebody who's pretty deep into the cultivation. Yeah, you know, like let's say they met an enemy and got kicked out into like uh, an angry legendary monster lair. And, like, they've been, like, working their way out of there for the last... <laughs> Three steps at a years. time. <laughs> um, and it was meant to be like, ha-ha, you'll never get out now. Uh, but, like, they do. Like, it takes them the classic thousand years or whatever. But they, they've gotten so strong because uh, by... by well, they haven't exactly by gotten by strong. <laughs> they've gotten squished a lot. <laughs> But, like, they can now, like, predict the water dragon's every move and can, like... And have... by predict the water dragon's every move, we don't mean actually being able to survive. We mean being able to take three steps before dying. Yeah. And then, you know, at the end of a thousand years, like, that means escape. <laughs> <laughs> you make it three, three steps closer to the exit every time. <laughs> <laughs> I would make it so that you can't immediately sort of quote-unquote log back in. You have to wait like a day in between this. So... Yeah, ex exactly. Um, <laughs> like they become someone who, who actually spends their time like in the real world doing some training. <laughs> to... <laughs> <laughs> Why are you training in the real world instead of just making sure that you have the hang of it? Uh, <laughs> I got something complicated to do on the other reasons. Side. <laughs> but I'm but, a little bit trapped on the other side. <laughs> or yeah, and then you know by the time they get out, they're like, oh, I barely got any stronger at all. But you know, turns out three steps, maybe four steps against a dragon is actually very good <laughs> against people. <laughs> Yeah, it's like three or four steps against a dragon. Meanwhile, you look at like other people and it's like, oh, so I'm just going to dodge everything you do. Yeah, they get extra dodgy. Like, they haven't really learned any offensive uh, abilities. Really because... learned? I don't think they've learned any offensive abilities. Yeah, like, it didn't even seem worth it to try. <laughs> <laughs> but... You know. So they're so they're super like death of a thousand cuts. And even more funny is that they didn't get any tougher because they just got instantly squished every time. No, no, they definitely did. You know, like they would like not instantly die if the attack didn't hit them in the central Directly. part of their body. Yeah. So uh they, So they are yeah. tougher, just not tough. And like really high pain tolerance. <laughs> oh yeah, pain tolerance is insane. But actually, maybe they do did work on their regenerative abilities. I'm not entirely sure why you would work on your regenerative abilities. Again, given you're never going to have that long to regenerate. Maybe it's like, oh, I managed to dodge, so only my arm got injured. 
and then it would be good if I could heal that in time to not impede my further running away from the from the dragon. That would need to be an insane speed of regeneration. Yes. I mean, we have to give the MC some kind of reward for being killed so many times. <laughs> so in the real world, they're essentially unkillable, but like, that doesn't mean they can kill you. Yeah, the only real way to kill them is if you like one-shot them straight through the brain or like destroy the heart. Other than that, they're going to regenerate it. I see, I see. <laughs> so it's like really creepy. It's like a zombie that just like keeps getting up. Or like a ghost. Because actually no, no attacks will hit. They get lit on fire by somebody who has a whole bunch of fire magic built up and then just sort of keeps walking forward. Yeah, like still on fire. Like regenerating at the same rate that they're burning. <laughs> It's like, aren't you going to put that out? I'll deal with it later. <laughs> right now, you're the bigger threat. Uh, and you know, goal number one, revenge on whoever threw them in the dragon pit. <laughs> I think it would be very funny if they went to go get revenge on who on the person who threw them in the dragon pit, and then they found that that person had pissed off somebody way more powerful and died already. Yeah. Yeah, that person's already dead. So goal number one... Not accomplished. Very unsatisfying. <laughs> Zero out of ten would not do again. <laughs> yeah, I I think zero out of a thousand uh, years would not do again. <laughs> do not recommend. You know, maybe maybe the dragon's impressed. It's like no one's ever been able to escape before. <laughs> Honestly, kind of impressed. Most people quit after like the twentieth time. <laughs> I don't even know what quitting means. Does it mean like they just never come to the training? They just never again? come back. Yeah. Uh, okay. So I think it would be very funny if they get out, like of the dragon's reach. The dragon like comes out of the cave. They they immediately go. Oh, okay. So I don't get to get away. I'm just gonna be chased like this forever. And then the dragon just like hands them a thing and leaves. Yeah, dragon's like, good job, little one. Here's your reward. Priceless artifact. Honestly, I'm impressed. Priceless artifact. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, come visit me and uh, tell me some fun stories, I, you know, and I'll give you more presents. <laughs> <laughs> you know, dragons get bored. <laughs> Ugh, worst case scenario. Would hate to be in that position. <laughs> it's like, you've been killing me for a thousand years. Yes, but you learned a lot. <laughs> Did I? <laughs> um, come back after you fought some of your own kind. <laughs> <laughs> and then I have a mission for you. I don't want to know what mission you have for me. <laughs> I'll give you one of my scales. <laughs> I don't know what properties dragon scales have, but you know. Probably some pretty crazy ones. Yeah. Okay, so now we have our um, overpowered but no offensive ability protagonist <laughs> with a, a thwarted revenge and uh, what? Now it's time to take over the cultivation world? <laughs> I think it's more like now it's time to not like take it over necessarily, but like <laughs> I at least personally think it would be very funny if their goal was like 
man, this this culture here of throwing people in dragon's lairs kind of sucks. Yeah. I should do something about that. It's probably like a common practice to just, you know, get your rivals to quit cultivating. Yeah. I mean, it's effective. You put them in a uh, deadly monster train scenario and then just let them sit there dying. Okay. So then they go around, you know, finding people who have quit and be like, I can get you out. You just gotta die a lot. <laughs> well, well, it's more like, where are you, you know? Yeah. Because our main character fights their way in. There's probably, you know, like, slums where, like, you know, people who've been trapped like this live because they're ostracized. Yeah. Some of them are even fairly powerful. It's just that they can't leave. They can't get out. And it's like, they're like, I can get you out. You just gotta train like this and die a lot. And, you know, as I was saying, you know, the cultivation world side is shared. So it's not you have to die a lot. It's where are you and I can help you get out by being, you know, a tank. Well, okay. But I guess it's easier. You know, they still got to be strong enough. Well, they still got to be fairly strong. Like, you're not going to get out on your own. It's not like MC, like, got out by tanking the attacks. (laughs) Like, it's not... It's part of a dodge tank. Yeah, so, like, it's not like they can just escort a newbie out. Like, that's not... (laughs) No, but they can take off some of the heat and make it easier to (laughs) get out. Yeah, but it's like, it's gonna take a lot of training and you're gonna die a lot, okay? (laughs) Like, it won't take a thousand years, but it's gonna take a lot more than one try. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) And then, you know... They're like, why would you help me? Then you'll get stuck in the pit, too. (laughs) I don't think you understand. No, I won't. (laughs) It's like, no, I'm so dodgy. No, I think they still would. They would die saving the other people because... Well, yeah, they would die, but they wouldn't get stuck in the same way because there's very few places that are going to be quite as threatening as this dragon. Well, I think other legendary beasts also have, you know, trap-like layers. Well, yeah. I said quite as threatening. No, I think, like, if they go in to help the other person, like, they're they're basically committing at least ten years. <laughs> oh, I see, I see. But, I mean, that's the blink of an eye by Xiangxia's standards. Honestly. <laughs> And then, you know, therefore begins recruiting a very loyal army of overpowered uh, cultivation. (laughs) (laughs) It's like, you know, you saved me. (laughs) Very loyal and incredibly uh, powerful is a good combination for taking over the world. And then, you know, once there's more of them, then the savings get sped up considerably. Yeah, it does help. But the first time, it's going to be a while. (laughs) (laughs) And, you know, maybe all the legendary beasts are quite amused by this development. (laughs) (laughs) Look, we were never really a fan of this deal to begin with, but we couldn't exactly let you just be there, because that would ruin our aesthetic. Yeah, we couldn't just let people escape. (laughs) That That would just mean, like, more people would come and try and steal our stuff rather than just, you know, the people that they're condemning to death. (laughs) Exactly. 
Look, it's hard to tell the difference between a robber who's been killed a million times and somebody who was just trapped there and killed a million times. Maybe they make a deal. It's like, if you keep um, them from throwing new garbage into our, our layers, uh, we'll pay you, uh, you know, a scale every 10 years. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> unlimited supply of, of magical artifacts. <laughs> well, not unlimited, but infinite. <laughs> Extended supply. <laughs> Self-regenerating. <laughs> there we go. Um, and then, you know, so then they're like, okay, we'll take the deal. So then they have to go, like, tell the tyrants to stop throwing people into the things. It's not just tyrants, either. It's, like, down to the lowest levels they've been throwing people into, you know, if you're a base-level cultivator, barely more than human, you throw somebody into a mythic instead of, like, a legendary beast player, and it's still gonna, you know, kill them every time. I guess... You know, they would start at the top because the dragon's like, yo, I'm obviously going to be at the top of your party list. <laughs> yeah. Right? I'm your first customer. <laughs> <laughs> it's so. difficult to refuse. Because <laughs> if you're not, if I'm not your customer, then you're my enemy. <laughs> okay, Can we okay, stop okay. with the enemy thing? If I'm your customer, we can't. <laughs> So then they have they go up to, you know, some immortal lord who's been ruling with an iron fist for the last several thousand years and be like, yo, stop this. And he's like, you fool, you challenge my authority. And then, you know, um, you uh, fool, dramatic... you challenge my authority, I'll throw you into the dragon's lair. Yeah, I know. I was thrown there. I got out. <laughs> and then, you know, guards and then, you know, magical combat <laughs> you know magical combat where our mc is just like dodging every time and it takes him like 40 hits to take down one guard but they do manage it eventually or you know they just like get people to crash into each other you know <laughs> <laughs> oh even better <laughs> maybe they they've also cultivated their shadow clone illusion thingy to like yeah it bought nice them a full extra step in the dragon's lair. <laughs> yeah, if I spread out my clones enough, the dragon can't hit them all in one hit. Only seven out of eight. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, but much more effective against non-dragons. <laughs> Turns out. And then, you know, beats up all the guards. And then the tyrant lord is like, ah! Uh, and then just like gets threatened in person and then second fight with the boss now but well yeah and the boss has been getting you know fed extra time in the uh alternate world those whole time so yeah and then um they're even you know, stronger than the rest not that they, it helps they pull out their their secret ultimate ability and then you go anti-climax it doesn't work <laughs> <laughs> or even funnier is if the secret ultimate ability is like this secret ultimate ability chops off the arms and legs of anyone I go up against. They activate it. Arms and legs fully chopped off. Before they land on the ground, they're fully grown back. No, 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 no. They land on the ground, and then the the villain starts monologuing. But before they finish the monologue, the arms and legs are back. <laughs> <laughs> 
It's like, it's unfortunate that you've cost me 10 years worth of effort of building myself up, and I had to spend it on you, a lowly grunt, but... I was like, my... I'm not listening to your whole speech, thank you very much, Climbs. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, it's like did what? you spend those 10 years preparing the speech? Like, are we good? <laughs> and then, you know, they get punched. Exactly. And then it's like... Even funnier if it's not that strong of a punch. And they're so bothered by that that they keep getting hit until they go down. And then it's like, okay, you got me? Otherwise I'll hunt you down in the real world. Oh no, I was thinking that this was in the real world. Oh, this is in the real world. Well, well we... yeah. Oh, we're gonna kill the the baddie? It really depends on how much that they agree to not throw people in the dragon lair. Oh, okay, it's like, okay, this is your warning. I know where you live. And then just leaves. <laughs> exactly. After defeating all the guards, destroying the castle. <laughs> and, and and just, like, punching... Well, the... to be fair, they mostly destroyed the castle themselves in the attempts to kill the main character. That's true. They didn't actually kill anyone because their attacks aren't very strong. But everyone's just all, like, beaten <laughs> up. Which is, like, kind of almost more disgraceful. <laughs> it really is more of a problem because like the standard expectation if your entire group is beat up but not killed is that the person who did it is so strong that they didn't have to kill anybody yep which is true but also couldn't they also couldn't kill anyone. it's like true but not true at the same time <laughs> yeah but you know the rumors get out like oh the castle was invaded by someone so strong they didn't have to kill a single soul. <laughs> to fight their way all the way to the sect master. And then the lord is all humiliated because, you know, losing face is really important in Asian society. <laughs> um, so um, Absolutely ludicrous. They get overthrown by the, you know, waiting... Second in command. Who does continue to throw people into the dragon's lair and then gets themselves beat up. No, there has to be a smart one somewhere in the mix. Yeah, but it, I mean, it's not going to be the second in command. Well, no, I mean, if, if it's like the, the one that was just waiting for the right time to take over because they're strategically smart, it could be the second one. Oh, I see. I mean, obviously, if you're just going to put a throwaway, like, replacement idiot, then it's going to go on for a while. <laughs> I would make, at least the first couple of times it's happened, I would make it so that they just stick a replacement idiot in charge, and then, like, immediately get beat up again. Okay. Well, you know, we can have them threaten multiple sects at a time. Well, I mean, they're trying to change the culture of the whole world, not just... Yeah, so, you know, some of them... There's a smart successor waiting in the wing. Some of them, there isn't. <laughs> Some of them, it turns out that the better idea is just to break up the whole sect. Or just dump them all in the dragon's lair. <laughs> it's like, you either stop, or like, I'm just gonna let you take it up personally with the dragon. Like, <laughs> <laughs> or it's like, did you know that dragons can actually leave their lairs? They just choose not to. <laughs> Like, everyone thinks that, like, if as long as you're, like, beyond the entrance, like, you're safe. But, like, the MC knows. Like, no, they, they can just walk straight out. They're just, like, they're just homebodies. Like, they... 
That's much funnier. <laughs> so, yeah, they can just come. And then, you know, the first time, like, the MC threatens like that, like, they don't believe it. So then the MC's like, uh, could you come out and just destroy, like, one castle? They really don't believe me. <laughs> <laughs> like, dragon... if you hit this one castle one time, we're probably fine. And then the dragon's like, okay, where where is the castle? Uh, <laughs> and then they get a map or whatever, and then, like, the dragon just, like, does not leave, but just, like, destroys it Summons from inside the lair. <laughs> <laughs> Summons a gigantic lightning bolt from the clear sky that fully knocks out a castle. And they're like, did I hit it? And then, the, the, you know, they have to, like, go go over and check, and you're like, mm, you, you were a bit off-center, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you were a bit off-center, but you did account for that. That is a little bit wider of a radius than they asked for. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, like, you know, also the nearby mountain was destroyed, but, um, yeah, yeah, the cat, like, you hit the mountain instead of the village, but then the a- resulting avalanche destroyed <laughs> <laughs> Genuinely horrifying. <laughs> or even funnier is if, like, the lightning bolt heated the rock of the mountain up so much that it exploded and that knocked out the village. You know, whatever. Divine Wrath. It's kind of ridiculous, you know? <laughs> and you can go absolutely insane with this, given what the world is. And then, you know, Dragon's like, okay, well, I'm tired. I'm gonna take a nap for the next hundred years. Wake me up if anything important happens. <laughs> <laughs> Will do. <laughs> Let's not have anything important meanwhile, happen in the next Yeah, exactly. Years. Meanwhile to themselves, nothing important is going to happen. <laughs> I mean, you know, as long as nobody else invades the lair, Dragon probably is fine, is gonna keep sleeping. Exactly. Alright. <laughs> I enjoy this setting. It's a little bit ridiculous, but honestly, I think we have a story, because most of these don't really have, like, a set ending. It just ends when the main character's journey is wrapping up, whatever that involves in what you decide to be the end game of your setting. You know, collect the harem. <laughs> it's an option. Uh, you know, accidentally just become like a lord of a mate. You know, they just pick up some disciples where they're like, uh, like I'm not, I don't know how to teach, and they're like, Master, we shall follow your every, your every word because we want to learn the secrets of the, what do we call this, the Dragon Way? Yeah, <laughs> one of the uh, main character's original disciples is like a um crafter of some variety so they just set up like like an uber deadly training room they call it but it's just like randomly associated murder whenever somebody lands on the pressure plate in the center of the room so it's like okay what you're gonna do is you're gonna walk to the center of that room you're going to die when you get out of this room consider yourself trained (laughs) maybe that's the that's the final test to graduate from the no no no, it's the entire training (laughs) Well, no, what, if, what about the actual dragons? What do you mean, what about the actual dragons? Well, there must be one board dragon who's willing to play with the disciples. Maybe it rotates in and out. Yeah, I mean, like, sure, you can use dying in the training room as your entire training, but you don't have to. Dying in the training room is the level one of the training. Level two is getting the actual board dragon to kill you over and over. 
Yeah, and then, you know, the final test is, like, surviving something or getting out from the dragon for real. I would for say that getting people. out of the dragon is, in se- is indeed the final test. Yeah, for realsies. <laughs> so, you know, they're... Um... Of course, most people, like, get out of the training room and then immediately never go back. Their style of um, quote-unquote fighting is more like dodging. <laughs> It's more like extremely effective dodging in a variety of different methods. Yeah, I don't really know what which crazies would want to go through this one, but whatevs. Well, you know, if you keep showing off your ability to not die against the people who are best at making people die, you gotta get some imitators, right? Yeah, but, like, did they realize that the method to learn how not to die is to die a lot while trying not to die? <laughs> Well, when they, you know, that's what the training room is for. It weeds out the people who wouldn't put up with the method. Okay, yeah. It's not like you're trapped in the room. It's like you can quit at any time in this school. So only the craziest of the crazy keep going. (laughs) Perfect. Okay, so then, you know, they have an ending with a group of crazy, fast, dodgy people. (laughs) With uh, And some of them have learned offensive abilities as well. Who are on retainer for dragons. <laughs> like, uh, when they're bored or they want something. It's like, yo, get me this food I've heard about. Uh, exactly. <laughs> and, you know, they trade uh, dragon scales for it. And then you skip forward a couple million years and do an epilogue and then you're done. <laughs> you know, wait, do they skip forward a million years? <laughs> I don't know if they do. That seems excessive because that's longer than the history of the human race, but... Like, I, I can't say I've ever, um, you know, read the end of a Shangsha novel. The only one I've seen skipped ahead 3,000 years. Okay, that makes more sense. You know, there's, like, children running around, and there's the implication that the MC, like, spawned some of them. <laughs> Oh, okay. Spawn some. You know. (laughs) (laughs) And then, uh, you know, you can leave it, like, open to interpretation who the rest of the children are. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. This is one of those genres that is bad with time. (laughs) Yeah, like, no, no need for... Don't plot the timeline out. You'll just confuse yourself. (laughs) Again, the genre sucks with time. Yeah. <laughs> it's worse than fantasy. But, you know, it's fine. Like, everyone's, like, immortal, so, like, whatevs. <laughs> That's confusing. If everyone's immortal, wouldn't the population go up too quickly? Well, they keep killing each other for no reason, so... <laughs> oh, yeah, that's true. So nobody dies of old age. Everyone just dies of being killed. Murder and being killed, Yes. Okay. Wait, are there dragons in the real world? I would say yes, but nobody knows where to find them. Because if you kill them in the real world, they die for real. Okay. Like, they, they're they doing the same thing as... So they, they've, they've hidden their real bodies real well. Okay. Exactly. Okay. Well, you know, if you're gonna write this true to style, it's gotta be an endless web novel. But we've summed it up pretty quickly. <laughs> The thing about endless web novels is that usually the summary is pretty short. That's pretty funny. 
But that's true. Yeah, but it, you know, if, if you like this story, uh, write it and email us at listeners at unwrittenimaginings.com. Even though it sounds like kind of lame, it would probably be commercially successful if you published it in the right place. I'm gonna say that like it's very much a popcorn story, but I would be at least entertained enough to read it, you know. Yeah. For a while, it kind of depends on where you go. Yeah, you know, keep things fresh. <laughs> I don't know. Keep things fresh and don't do it by fridging your entire named cast. Is that is that a thing? That I've that... only seen it happen three times. Every single one of them was terrible. Yeah, I mean, it's never right to just kill everyone to be edgy. That's never the solution. Well, I mean, there's a difference between killing everybody to be edgy and killing everybody to motivate the main character to something. And honestly, that second one, worse. Isn't that still being edgy? That's like the part of the tragic backstory. It's partially to be edgy, but it's also like... You can be edgy in a way where you're like, oh, this person died for absolutely no reason... And we're just being edgy about that. But if they died specifically to motivate the main character to act, that's a different kind of edgy. And it's also a grosser kind, at least in my head. Because it's like, oh, so you couldn't think of how to motivate your main character. So you just killed somebody who, you know, theoretically had their own life and experiences. Mm. Okay, so you're saying, like, the difference between, like, oh, the demon lord is really evil look at all of these nameless people that are dead and then oh look at this named person that's been killed for the sake of motivating our main character exactly okay i think they're both pretty gross but they're both pretty gross but i think that the second one from a writing perspective is grosser yeah i guess okay guys don't be gross <laughs> exactly um, if you take anything from, from this podcast, that's what you should take. Don't be gross. Don't be gross. Um, if you want to be a guest on our show, email us at guests at unwrittenimaginings.com. As for, you know, upcoming projects, I do have a uh, bunch of short stories that are likely to come out. I don't know if they're going to be under Atheo yet, but you know what? I'll probably put a few of them under Atheo. Because uh, they bear some resemblance to my current projects. So there you go. I'll have a few short stories coming out in the places you can find my other uh, books sometime within the next three months. Well, I'm going to probably have a podcast. I'm not a po- a, an audiobook coming out this year. That's exciting. Oh, yeah, but I thought that was an ongoing project. Yeah, it's upcoming. I mean, I'm not really it's like... It's part of your Fantasia project. Yeah, but it's a, I mean, it's not like I'm primarily responsible for the creation of the audiobook. Like, my part is done. This is uh, true. <laughs> just, so, the the part where, like, somebody has to read all however many thousands of words that I spewed out and make it, what's it called, intelligible, despite the fact that it was definitely not intended to be verbally narrated in an understandable way. (laughs) Imagine verbal narration of something intended for writing. I mean, I don't think other people intentionally put, like, disruptive parenthetical interjections all over their story, as well as, like, footnotes that, like, are, you know, kind of tangentially 
relevant, but not directly. <laughs> I've seen both of those things, although rarely in combination. I mean, you know, like, I think the only fictional stuff I've I've read that has, like, footnotes or is, like, what, Terry Pratchett? And, and those ones were, like, related. I mean, they're, like, you know, fictional, factual footnotes, whereas one are just factual footnotes. <laughs> Difference in genre uh, applies here. Oh, man. But, um, yeah, if you like audiobooks and um, don't like reading, then you could check that out whenever it comes out. And I'm sure I'll plug it more when it does. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, with that out of the way... Okay. Thanks for listening. <laughs> like, subscribe, share, do the things. Yes, yes. Internet interaction. We'll see you next week. See you next week.